Today we're at Hotsa Mill and it's beautiful out today. I thought it'd be a good idea to be outside to see the beauty of what God created for everyone and created for us. And so this quarantine, it's been rough on everybody. We've been cooped up. We've been away from one another. We haven't been able to worship the way we want to worship and the way we need to worship. And we haven't been able to be together. God's intended us to have relationships with one another, to be together, to, to be able to come together and be with him. The Bible says that if two or more gathered in my name, my presence is there. And it looks like the devil has done his deed through this whole go around and separating everybody and hurting everybody. I don't know even now if the churches can recuperate from this because I know that when you stop going to church, you usually just don't go back. And that's just the way it is. We get, we're creatures of habit and we get out of the habit of doing that. And we get out of the habit of doing things that we should be doing. So it's hard, it's hard on everyone. But today's message is it comes from this quarantine. It, it comes from, you know, me having a discussion with a guy at work. And it was right after we, the Walmart started getting the shelves wiped clean of like toilet paper and, and dog food and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's hard to get things. And now we're limited on how many people can go into Walmart and how many people can go here and there. And, and you're not even supposed to go out and communicate with somebody out there. And it's hard as a Christian to be able to spread God's love and God's word when you can't even talk to a person. And it's been difficult. These are difficult times. And we need voices and we need, we need to figure out what's going on. And the answers are here. But as I'm walking with this guy, he goes, you know what, Raj? There are two kinds of people in this world. There's wolves and there's sheep. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah, there are. There are two different kinds of people in this world. They're wolves and they're sheep. But you know what else? When you start breaking it down and you start separating those two people and you start looking at the way the wolf acts and the way the wolf is, it's a pack mentality. You know, they, they run in groups and packs and, and that way of thinking, it's, it's self-centeredness and it's all for me and nothing for anybody else. I'm protecting myself. I don't care about anybody else. That's what that wolf mentality does. In the Bible, you know, in my opening verse here, I'm going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 10. And I'm going to go with 15 and 16 because there was another city that talked about stuff like that. There was another city that was a good example of a wolf mentality that, you know, self-centeredness and doing what I want to do. And he talks a little bit about it right here in Matthew. Matthew 10, 15 through 16. Verily I say unto you. It shall be more tolerable for the land of Solomon and Gomorrah in the days of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send forth as sheep 
in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. See, God's sending us the sheep out amongst these wolves. And why? So we can bear witness to them that through our lives and to see that we are able to sustain ourselves through trial times like right now that we bear witness to those wolves that maybe they can have a change of heart maybe when they become born again they're born a new creature and then they become sheep because i know in my life i always had that wolf mentality that i was self-centered and i was egotistical that when I saw something on a shelf, that I grabbed not one, but I grabbed four or five because I wanted my family to be to, to sustain through that. But I didn't have any faith in anything else. I didn't have no faith in something like, you know, Jesus or God. I was out for myself and my family. And I understand that way of thinking. And I can't sit there and say, man, you're not doing what you can to protect your family. But really... Faith in God is what's going to sustain you through the trials and tribulations of life. That's what's going to get you through the hardship. And in these tough times when we're separated and divided, we got to look to this book and look to the Bible to see that that is what's going to carry us through because that's what's going to give us this encouragement and the strength and the and being able to guide ourselves through these trial times. And I'm going to tell you that I'm going to read out of Acts chapter 20. And we're going to start with 28. And it says, Take ye therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his blood. Now in that verse, and what I'm trying to say is that since we can't go to church, that it's our duty to bring the church home, to bring it in our walls, to be able to witness to our family, to keep our family strong to be able to be overseers and through the Holy Spirit that we will guide our families through this time and this trial and these tribulations that we can help sustain it through God's help, through the Holy Spirit. That That's what that verse is saying, that we're going to be able to do this, that we can't go to church, but we can bring the church into our very home, to our very walls, to our families, and we can worship that way. Because it only takes two or more that gather in his name and his presence is there. Just two or more. That's you and your wife. That's you, your wife, and your kids. And it goes on. And it says that, you know, this is, it says right here, it says, the, whole, <clears throat> the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. That's how much, that's how precious God thought it would be that he sent his son here. And his son paid for it with his own blood. As I go on to number 29, it says, For I know this, that after departing shall grievous wolves enter among you, not sparing the flock. 
And it says, also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perversion things and draw away the disciples after them. You see, the church is gone right now. We can't go to it. So what happens is the wolves come in and we go to the store and we get that discouraged feeling. When you see the shelves are wiped clean, these are times that I've never seen in my life. I didn't live through the depression. I have not went to the store and seen the cupboards barren. I haven't been able not to ever get something because that I, I had the money, but it was not there on the shelf. I've never seen this kind of stuff in my life. It gets you down. It gets you way down. It gets you depressed. It gets you feeling lowly and you can't do it and this is like what it's talking about the wolves will come in it's your own mind it's people that are talking it's on the news constantly it's breaking you down and it's destroying you and it's, and it's making you fall further away you're not looking to the bible you're not looking to what you need to look at and when you have a wolf mentality and you're self-centered, then that's what you're doing. You're grabbing things off the shelf and, and then you're putting that inside you and not God's word or God's teachings. And it's getting you down and it's breaking you down. The Bible says, be careful of that time period. It says that we're filled with the Holy Ghost, that we're going to be able to strengthen our families to bring forth them out of these trial times and these tribulations, that we can gather up ourselves and, and we can take our family and bring God back into it. That we're liable for that. That's what that's saying. It's saying just for times like this right now, it's bringing the Bible to light that we've never seen before because now we're able to experience these things that it's talking about. What God's people has experienced in their lives through Egypt, through through the Pharaohs, and through through getting Jerusalem falling and being conquered by the Babylonians. Now we're able to start seeing it. We're starting to see that the, the plague is coming through and we're being quarantined and and how all of a sudden we're getting destroyed from inside out. We've not lived through that time. So when I go back to my story about how this guy said that there's wolves in their sheep, and he said, what are you? Are you a wolf or are you a sheep? And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm a sheep. He said, so you're just this little sheep out there and you're going to get devoured by a wolf. I said, no, because there's something a sheep has that a wolf does not have. Because the wolf has an alpha wolf. A wolf has one alpha wolf that's gonna destroy that pack. If there's nothing for him to destroy, he will destroy his own people. Because he's the alpha wolf. And that's what he's gonna do. So your days are numbered when you're a wolf. When there's nothing to feed on, he'll feed on you. And you won't be that alpha wolf. You're gonna be one of the pack of the wolves and you'll be devoured. But when you're a sheep, you can go here and look and see what the sheep has. In John 10, chapter 10, and we're gonna start with verse seven when Jesus is talking and Jesus starts saying, 
how important it is and what a sheep has over everything. It says, then says Jesus unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that have come before me are thieves and robbers, but sheep do not hear them. When you're a sheep, you hear Jesus's voice. You're guided by something. You're guided. And it says, I am the door by me. If any man enters in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. We can walk through this world. We could go in and out of that door. We could go through here without a threat, without any kind of cares and worries because we're free. We're free of our mind. We're free in spirit because we have something that the wolf doesn't have. We don't have to go to the store and be thread and, and scared and, and worried if we're going to get something because it'll be there. And if it isn't, then I guarantee you, if you put a mention out there, someone will give it to you because sheep will all be together and we'll know that there's something greater than that out there, than greater than us. And as we go on, it says, the thief cometh not but to steal and kill and destroy. And it says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That even though that we are go home and we see some of our covers and see some of the things that we're not accustomed to having there, we're free-minded. We know that there will be a provision there for us. And these trial times that we'll have something and we won't have that scared. We go home and lay our heads down and know that our Savior will provide for us. That's what that's saying. And it says that in verse 11, we're still in John, we're in chapter 10, and on verse 11 it says, I am a good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. You see, that's what the sheep has. It has a shepherd. It has someone out there to protect us, to care for us, to give us life in abundance. Abundance. It says, but he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not. Seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and flee. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. And if you rely on the government to give you provisions to, to be there for you, to cure this virus or to cure something, if you're relying on that, you're relying on false things. You're not relying on the true shepherd. You're not relying on things that are godly. Because God says that he can provide for us. That he can give us a way out. If it's a thought process in which we need to start a garden. Or if it's someone there that's going to provide for us that out of nowhere. That knows that we need something. They'll be there. God is always faithful for his sheep. He is a good shepherd. 
And then as we go on, it says in 14, I am a good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known of mine. That's because we know him and he knows, we know that he'll be there for us. The true sheep know the shepherd. They know his voice. They know him. They feel him in his heart. They feel him in our hearts. And it says, as the father knoweth me, even so know I am, I the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. In number 16, it goes on and says, other sheep I've known which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear the, my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Says God says, I don't care about the denominations. That if you know me, then I know you. And I'll bring you together under me. And you'll be part of the flock. We won't have to worry. When you're a sheep, you have a shepherd that's there for you. It says he'll lay down his life for you. And the shepherd will do that. The governments don't do it. There's nothing out there that's going to do that but the shepherd. And it says in 17, Therefore do my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it up, take it again. Number 18 says, No man take it from me, but I lay down myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again this commandment I have received of my father and on this Easter we celebrate that we celebrate it when the shepherd showed us that he was not taken from this world that he died on a cross because he wanted to because he had to be that sacrificial lamb for us. That he laid his life voluntarily down for us. But he didn't lay down and stay down. That he had the ability to come back from that. To come back up. And that's what he showed us. That they didn't kill him. But he laid down. And then he got back up. That nobody can defeat that shepherd. That we're safe under him. That through these times, that God wants us to stay strong. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And he wants us to be the light on the hill for our families. That we can lead them through these trials and tribulations. That we can sustain ourselves. And the only way we can do it is filled with the Holy Ghost. And how do we obtain the Holy Ghost? We accept Jesus Christ. We walk through that door that he was talking about. That he gives us life. Gives us that peace of mind. And today we celebrate that on Easter. That he was raised again from the grave. That the grave didn't keep him down. Because he chose to be there. He chose that for us.
He's the shepherd. So when someone asks you if there's wolves and there's sheep in this world, say proudly, I'm a sheep. And I have a shepherd. The shepherd will protect me. The shepherd is there for me. And the shepherd will lay down his life for me. So today, I want to end with a, just a prayer. I want to say a prayer. And any of you that is feeling lost, then we need to save prayers together. And we need to give our lives back to God. So let's bow our heads this time. Dear Lord, today, America is facing a time in which we've never faced before. Today, we're struggling, we're hurting, and it seems like people are falling away from you. Today, I wanna to recommit my life to you. I wanna know that I've sinned in my life and I've asked for forgiveness. And I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me. I humble myself. And I want to do away with being a wolf. And, and I want to come to you. I want to be your sheep. And I want you to be my shepherd. So forgive me, Lord. And come to me. Fill me, Lord. And give me the abundance life in which you're talking. My most heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.